No, Peter spoke the truth about Jesus Christ, about God. And this is very interesting. We'll talk about it today as we study. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hembry. And I'm James. And this is BibleDiscoveryTV.com. We are discovering the Bible. And uh, this is interesting. Luke chapter 9. Make sure that you take time to join us today. In about 20 minutes, Ryan is going to do his segment, right? All right. Well, you know, Jesus often used trees, plants, and seeds as illustrations to teach spiritual truths. But today, I'm going to be talking about the amazing design God put into these marvels of creation. And they are marvels of creation. I'll tell you that. Janice? Jesus and his questions, what we're going to talk about today. All right. Very good. We look forward to that. Also, Brian is here. Brian Como from Kennedy Road Tabernacle. Uh, in Brampton, Brian, good to see you. So glad to be here. All right. And we're going to talk about his marriage today. It's going to be oh, wow. very interesting. <laughs> Kim, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take your Bible guide and let's look at what God is saying to us today. Luke 9, 18 through 27. And it happened as he was alone praying that his disciples joined him, and he asked them, saying, Who do the crowds say that I am? So they answered and said, John the Baptist, but some say Elijah, and others say that one of the old prophets has risen again. So he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said, The Christ of God. And he strictly warned and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and be raised the third day. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. But, I tell you truly, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 9, verses 18 through 27. Today, on this uh, October the 12th, we focus on Luke chapter 9 and Luke chapter 10. The, the Gospels are absolutely amazing. Since Jesus' life is known about historically, the most important question to ask about his existence is, was he the Christ? Now, many religions have concocted different ideas about Jesus Christ that point to a failure on his part to be the Lord. Now, through the years, many have taught that Jesus was anything but Christ. Some have taught he was an imposter. However, Christians believe, because of the filling of the Holy Spirit, not a spirit, but Holy Spirit, that Jesus was and is Messiah. Now, this is a fundamental key question that we must answer in this life. Is Jesus the Christ? 
is Yeshua Mashiach? To answer that question, we have to look carefully at his life, how he acted, how he reacted. Jesus said that if you have seen his life, now you've seen God the Father, John chapter 14, verse 9. As we study the Gospels, we learn that these questions have always been present. Jesus answers them all, and in the end, he answers them with the resurrection of his life. Very important to remember that. The resurrection is key and critical. And that's important. Now let's take your Bible guide turn to today's passage because this is fascinating. And uh, when you, if you don't have a Bible guide, why not? Write to us or call us or go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com and click on it. It'll take you to a donate page. Thank you for your donations. And then take you to a page where you can download it. But let me pray also for the people who are struggling in this current economy and the difficulty. Father, I pray... I pray for those people in Germany. I pray for those people around the world in Europe. And I pray for the people in America who are struggling, keeping their heat going, keeping things going, paying for their food. Lord, we need your help. So help us today. We trust in you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And thank you for your donations. It tells what you think is important, the teaching of God's word and hearing the Lord. Thank you for those donations. Father, I pray today as we embark on Luke, that you would help us to hear you, help us to know you, be with us and feed us today spiritually, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we said together, amen and amen. Now, Luke chapter 9, verse 18. Okay, this is interesting. And it happened as he was alone praying that his disciples joined him. And he asked them saying, who do the crowds say that I am? So they answered and said, John the Baptist. But some say Elijah. And others say that one of the old prophets has risen again. Verse 20. But he said to them, who do you say that I am? Well, Peter answered him and said, the Christ of God, the Messiah of God. Peter spoke the truth about Jesus Christ through the spirit of God. Not a spirit, but a spirit. Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. As we follow Christ, the Holy Spirit will empower us to speak and live his truth. As we follow Christ, the Holy Spirit empowers us to speak and live his truth. That is absolutely true. Now, the Holy Spirit is in everybody who comes to know Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you something, that when you recognize that, And when you become aware of it, then you are excited because you can change. But you cannot change without the Holy Spirit being inside of you. Keep that in mind. Now, with that thought, let's go on to the next verse, chapter 9, verse 21. And he strictly warned and commanded them, tell this to no one. That was strictly warned. Tell this to no one, saying the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priest and the scribes, and be killed. Now watch this part. Don't miss this part. Don't stop at be killed. And be killed and be raised the third day. Get that in your mind. Jesus Christ spoke of his death and resurrection long before it happened. The Lord knows all things past, all things present, all things in the future. He will keep us truthful and safe. 
There is a reason why Christians claim that objective truth exists with the Holy Spirit. Now, these are the words of the Holy Spirit. And we need to understand that because truth does exist. It's in the Holy Spirit. He is the truth. Bottom line, there's no other way to talk about it. Let me say that, that when we understand people are saying, well, your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth, their truth, their everybody's got a truth. No, the Holy Spirit is the truth. That's the objective reality, the truth of God. And we need to understand that. So when we read the Bible, we're reading the truth. Keep that in mind. As we interpret the Bible, we, we need the Holy Spirit to interpret the words he said. And that's important too. All right, let's go back to verse 23. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to man if he gains the whole world and, he, and in his, as is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his Father's and the holy angels. But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. This is stunning and amazing. Now, being a follower of Christ is a total life commitment. All right? It's not a thing you do on the side or you do. It's total. We commit to following the Lord no matter what happens. And I say that today knowing that we live in a crazy, wild world that is going nuts. No matter what happens, beloved, no matter what happens, we're committed to God. And if you have committed your life as a believer in Jesus Christ, as somebody who says, Lord, I believe in you and I need you in my life, then we need to act according to God's word, not according to this political drawing or that political thing or this social thing or that social thing. What does God's word say? Do we know what it says? This is the thing that was here before the nations, before all men. It's eternal. Do we know what the word says? Because that's how we have to act. That's how we have to work. This is how we have to digest things. Holy Spirit, we pray today, God, that you would show us your ways. Teach us your paths. Help us to learn the word of God. Help us to know the Bible. Help us to understand the word of God, Lord. Reach out today and touch people and help them in Jesus' name to know you. Amen and amen. Now God will guide us and direct us. We'll help people. We'll keep people. This ministry helps people, gives money to wow missions and the whole business because that's what the word of God says. And that's what we need to do today. This character of King Saul, this historical figure. Now, I think it's probably fair to say that most of us, when we think of King Saul, we think of the bad guy foil to King David. But an entire book of the Bible is also dedicated to 
mostly his reign. Of course, that's 1 Samuel. So I'm really excited to jump into it today and see what we can learn about Saul. Welcome back to the program. As I mentioned off the top of the show, Jesus often used plants, trees, and seeds as images to communicate spiritual things. But today, I want to take some time and focus on the physical aspects of plants because they have been incredibly, incredibly designed. Now, when God made plants, he made them after their own kind. You can read about that in Genesis. And they're able to reproduce after their kind. And they do this in some very amazing ways. Uh, take, it, take the Amazonian water lily, for example. This plant, also known as a floating giant, reproduces by a process known as symbiosis. Check it out. The Amazonian water lily from the jungles of Brazil, called Victoria Amazonica, begins its life in the thick, muddy bottom of the Amazon River. Yet its need for sunlight and oxygen forces it to the surface of the river. Amazingly, its stem can grow to a length of up to 35 feet. Once on the surface, they cease their upward growth and begin to grow round buds with thorns. The buds of the lilies grow into massive leaves on the water's surface, reaching a diameter of up to six feet in as little as a few hours. The water lilies then curl the brims of their huge leaves upward to prevent them from sinking below the water's surface. Impressively, these massive floating giants have the second largest single leaf of any plant in the world and can support a weight of up to 130 pounds, or 60 kilos. As a matter of fact, they serve as a perfect lounging option for animals or a platform for birds on the hunt for fish. Most incredible, though, is how these plants reproduce. Each plant has only one lily flower, and on the very first night of the flower's short 48-hour life, its internal temperature rises up to 10 degrees warmer than the surrounding air, which prompts the flower to open. Well, at first, this flower begins as a white-colored female, unable to produce pollen, it does produce a strong, sweet, pineapple-like aroma, which attracts a tiny scarab beetle that is only two centimeters long. The beetle then climbs into the heart of the flower, carrying dustings of pollen picked up from the pinkish-colored male lily flowers. Then, as dawn approaches, the flower's temperature drops, and it closes, trapping the beetle inside. But this is beneficial for the scarab, since it is now protected from predators and gets to feed on the starchy nectar all day long. During this time, the pollen from the beetle drops off into the flower and allows it to reproduce. The flower also changes from a white-colored female to a pink-colored male, now able to produce its own pollen. As night falls once again, the flower reopens and the beetle escapes with the pollen from the new male flower and searches for other white female water lilies. After this pollination, the male flower dies back to a seed and sinks to the bottom of the river, where it will repeat this entire cycle the following year. The absolute brilliance of this cycle, as well as the symbiotic relationship between the plant and the beetle, showcases the stunning innovation of the Creator. You know, I absolutely love the innovation of God here. What a testimony to his brilliance. It's very, very clear that he took great care in making everything. And what an honor it is that he, the Lord, has given us dominion over creation. And so let's not take that responsibility lightly or abuse that power, but instead, let's take great care of that which is under us. And that's important to remember. And uh, I, I remember when we were in school, 
teaching about uh, the teachers would always talk about pollution and don't pollute. And Grade take three. Care. It was a big push. Oh, man, it was yeah. a big one. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's very interesting, Ryan. Very good. Janice? Well, we are in Luke chapter 9, and I titled this Jesus and His Questions. Have you ever noticed how many questions Jesus asks? Mm. From the beginning of the word, you know, um, Adam and Eve had sinned. God said, where are you? We know, we know that God knows everything. But have you ever recognized how that God, Jesus, will try to pull out answers from you? I think that's really amazing. So that's why I titled this Jesus and His Questions, because in this chapter, we have Jesus who is being talked about by the people. Even Herod is wondering if he could be John the Baptist come back to life. People were saying, well, he's Elijah, or he's one of the old prophets, come back alive. And so Jesus asked his disciples, who who, who do people say that I am? Now, he would have known. Hmm. He would have known what people were saying about him, but he wanted to draw that response. So they told him, well, they think you could be John the Baptist come back, or one of the prophets, maybe Elijah. And then he made it more personal, which he always does. And he said, well, who do you say that I am? And that's what he says to you today. Who do you say that I am? There's a lot of people saying a lot of things. I've noticed that, especially over the, the period of time with COVID. Didn't everybody have all of the answers? And you had one camp over here and one camp over there, and then there's a lot of fighting, and well, I agree with him, and I agree with him. Mm. But what does God say? What does his word say? That's what's most important. And so, who do you say that Jesus Christ is? It's a good question to ask ourselves. It, it really is. And that question, the way we answer that question, determines what our next response will be. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you believe he's the Lord, then you've got to do something with that. Right. And uh, that's really incredible. Pray and ask the Lord to come into your life and to be your Lord, and he will do that. Uh, so that's very, very important. Anyway, I want to move on mm -hmm. to... This is a really great day because today we talk about the other half mm. of you, Brian. It's a better, it's so much better. <laughs> From Kennedy Road Tabernacle in Brampton, Ontario, you're the pastor there. Now you're in school. How did you meet your wife? Kim, at a concert. Um, I sang. Her blonde hair was flowing. No, no, no. I'm just there. Okay, here's you. When, when I did that record album, I said, God, I want to get all distractions away. So I said, you know, in this next year, not even saying in a year from now, but in this next year, um, let me focus on you. I know you have everything planned. Tired of all the rat race of dating and stuff and finding people. Because where I was, not a lot of uh, Christian girls there. Uh, so I did a concert in her small town in Spring Hill, Louisiana. And there she was in the stands. But it wasn't that. It, I think for the year, I, I, I was just so afraid of doing something to mess up what God was trying to do in me that we built a great friendship. You know, she's pretty, she's beautiful, she was talented, she sang also. But I was so determined, I can't get off track. I just can't. And it's not just driven for entertainment factor. I just didn't want to mess up and uh, get distracted by other things. And then I saw her, we uh, talked a little bit that night, and then uh, the next week we 
some kind of way we had a connection with another person that was traveling with me and so called her and talked to her. And it was just a friendship over the next year and a half. So for a year and a half, you... you oh, I had, to play it, I had to play it hard to get. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but you, you made gonna a friendship with We're going to have Kim on No, 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 no. <laughs> Kim, don't listen to this. None of this is true. <laughs> so you made a friendship with her. No, friendships come first. Yes. It's just, you know, I love at first sight. I don't know. Uh, I just know that if you have things in common, she sang for her youth group. She went to the nursing home with her mother every every weekend. She sang inside of her church. She led the, the youth program. She always went to camps. And that was my prayer, though. It, it, Rod, it was, God, first, give me somebody. Lord, whoever you bring in my life, let her be so sold out to you. Let her love you more than she loves me. Let her be so involved. Let her love her parents. I just wanted that because I didn't see that very much in my parents until later on in her Christian life. So everything, and then the obvious, you know, Lord, if she's beautiful, that would be a <laughs> be a major plus, you know. Yes, and she is beautiful. Yeah. The the, but but the important thing to remember is the question is you were praying, Lord, oh. give me the right person. Yeah, our our pray again. Our fa- how does it start? Our Father which art in heaven. So if I can get, it's not bring all my trinkets to God, but if I'll focus on you, you've already got it mapped out. You've got it planned. And I think it's if the focus becomes him and not what we want and what I want, God always gives me the best. He loves me. He cares for me. He has a perfect plan for me. And it's not just so that I get everything I want, but he's got to make he's got to bring me through an avenue of my life, that journey to where I really appreciate, man, God, if it wasn't for you, like I think of KRT, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have gone back to Louisiana. I see all those as him opening doors, not so much as me trying to push through and and find something. He gave me the best rod. I mean, just, you know, and every husband will say that about their wife. Love her like Christ of the churches. Whatever she does, that's up to her. Honor, respect, those things, honor your husband. It doesn't even matter to me. If my responsibility is to love her and she's she's an easy person to love. Now, she, she... You, you had your wedding. Were yeah. you married in Louisiana? Oh, Lord, yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, but you have to have seafood. <laughs> you have to. Have okay, craw- so. She calls them crawdads, I call them crawfish. And so. <laughs> so, uh, you're We married. moved to, uh, as soon as we got married, we moved to Nashville. And that's when we did the, tr- she traveled with me for a while. So she traveled with you? Oh, she, she's a singer. So she traveled. She just, she, I, God couldn't have given me a better person. And when you trust God, He does know what you need in life. I didn't want somebody to come and just travel and want the travel, you know. Because in South, in South Louisiana and Texas, I, I had a solo album that was doing really well. And so you're very cautious about, you know, what you put in your life. Kim just loved God. It's just pure, and She loves God today. She's very, very quiet. She's like Rod. She's very, 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 very quiet. <laughs> Why? Aren't you proud of this guy? Yeah, he's amazing. He right? is an amazing guy. So this, this happens now when you go to this church and this God starts to deal with you about yeah. pastoring down in Louisiana. Exactly. What did your wife think? I think Kim was, she wasn't so much ready for it. But this is again God. You've got to know how much he loves you. Kim is not a dreamer person or God give me a vision of something happening. 
But I remember the first night that we were there, Wednesday night, we had seven people. We broke the record, seven people on a Wednesday night service. <laughs> but God knows that Kim needed something to really encourage her. And that night, she gave her a dream. And she's not a dreamer, visionary type of person, like, oh, God, get a word to me. But he did. And he, in that dream, it was the church was parking lot was full. Uh, there were people bringing in people, parking across the street. And she said, what God is happening to this church? Because she knows what it looks like, and it didn't look the same. And he said, uh, this place is going to be a lighthouse. Stay close to me, and, and if I'm lifted up, I'll draw. I'll draw people to this place. And it ended up being exactly the same dream that she had. We were parking cars when we left across the street at the golf cart place. We were parking cars across the street in someone else's parking lot. It just... God began to do a work, and He loves us so much, and He loves you so much that no matter what you think, you think that God, you don't know what I'm going through or what I've been through. Only He does know what you're going through, and He has the perfect plan. The more that you seek Him and call on Him, God will answer your prayer. He'll give you the best, and that's uh, and God gave Kim that kind of assurance that I've got you. Now, on the next program, I want to talk about this because it's important. Uh, you, you, your wife is the person that, you know, you've got to, whenever you make a move, she's either with you or not with oh, you. And that, happy wife, happy life. Exactly. I mean, it really is true. <laughs> no, it is. Um, and, but they, they called you from, uh, you know, Brampton, which is, you know, we, we won't talk about it on this program, but mm. we're going to pitch it for the next program. Okay. <laughs> and you're in Louisiana. And you have a successful church and everything's going good right. and they call you late at night and you know you feel the lord speaking to you but what does kim think mm. what happens here we'll talk about that and more on the next program plus your son yeah. and all the things going on there right. uh, because this is very interesting how god uses families and he calls families right. together and all of that Anyway, it's, there's a lot to talk about on the next program, and I'm very excited about it. And it's good to have Brian here. Kennedy Road Tabernacle is the church, and it's in Brampton, Ontario, on Kennedy Road, 141 Kennedy Road North. Very, very important. We'll see you on the next program. Today, I want to remind you that at 3.30, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we have a prayer meeting live on Facebook, YouTube, and Bible Discovery TV. Join us. Give us your prayer request. And we're live, and we'll, uh, we'll pray for you. It's also recorded. You can watch it afterwards, but that's very important. Today, let's pray. And we have to say, Lord, I commit my life to follow you. Not me, you. Help me to stay close to the way you have instructed me in Jesus' name.